tuned into Psychic Parrot, the podcast about amazing animals and the strange power of pets with Al and Fred. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome and uh, animals of all kinds, not to forget that. Uh, welcome to Psychic Parrot. Psychic Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new intro. <laughs> Hope you like it. Um, my name is Fred and I'm joined here by... Uh, Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Alistair Goodwin, a new expert on reptile... Without legs. Without legs. And that's maybe snakes. It's snakes on and off the plains. Yeah, so we're going to the less loved pets in the store, but also one of the more fascinating ones and reasonably popular. Yeah, like they've got all sorts of popularity. You crunched the numbers on this? or Oh, hard. <laughs> Very <laughs> mythical beast, the yeah. snake. And, yeah, well, as you say, it's, it's so intuitive. Here's the numbers. Crunching mm. straight away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with, yeah, numbers. Three numbers in particular. The smallest snake. How long? Uh, tiny. So smallest species of snake snake has been discovered in Barbados. Are they smaller than worms? It's as thin as a piece of spaghetti and can fit on a, like a two kroner piece or for our non-Danish people, I just didn't want to be Americocentric, a uh, a quarter, a US 25 penny. Oh wow. Um, so they're less than, they're like two centimetres long? They are tiny little things, like just see the picture wrapped around somebody's pinky finger. They're called leptoflops. Leptoflops. Carle. Leptoflops carle. <laughs> All right, we call them leptoflops. Leptoflops. Then largest snake, weighing in at 250 kilograms. Anaconda. Exactly. The giant anaconda, Enocetus marinus. Yeah, uh, or a green anaconda springs to my head every time. Like thinking about those, you get a new photo from South America with some either an, either an ancient photo or a new photo of people just like here's eight people trying to hold up this gigantic snake they found had been eating the goats for a couple of years. Yeah, or that one that had swallowed an alligator that had then eaten its way out of its stomach. Oh my god! You see that? I picture? see that. <laughs> Blah. Horrifying. <laughs> More scary than the real movie. So these beautiful creatures can average about five meters in length, but some grow up to 11 meters. 11? I didn't think they'd be that long. Yeah, crazy, eh? I had to do the conversion from feet. I don't know what it is in feet. Some. But why would you measure a snake in feet? Like, the, you know, it's like how you measure a horse in hands. Surely you measure a snake in Tails. <laughs> I don't know. Horse heads. Horse powers. Uh, yeah, these things are they're mostly horse-based, aren't they? Uh, there's not many snake-based measuring units. And I suppose it's a den of vipers if you find a group of snakes together? Mm -hmm. A pit of vipers, maybe? I don't know. I didn't actually look that fucked up, but... 
Yeah, well, whatever. I can't even know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> like how it's a flamboyance of flamingos or a kindle of kittens uh, or whatever. Or a troop of apes. I don't know. Nest of vipers. A nest of nest of vipers? That's right, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, most poisonous snake is the fierce snake, or the inland taipan. Wow. So, in one bite, its maximum venom, venom yield was 110 <laughs> milligrams. How many people could you kill with 110 milligrams of this snake's venom? 600. No. You could... Yeah. Well, it's 100. How many mice could you kill? 1,000. 250,000. <laughs> If you wanted to, I don't know why you wanted to. Tiny little vials, <laughs> um, but uh, so it's called Taipan. That's your favorite book, yeah? That's, yeah, one of my favorite books. Explain this book for all you Dirk Strawn enthusiasts out there. It's just the um, history of the Opium Wars in China, mm-hmm. as told by Robert Chavel. I don't know how it passes the Betchel test, but um, <laughs> so it's named after the most poisonous viper. Did you know uh, no, this? Taipan is uh, the name of a captain in Chinese. So he's for... named after the most poisonous viper. He's the Taipan. And yeah. So or I guess it's the, the king snake or the boss snake. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, don't quote me on that. But <laughs> I think fierce snake. Okay. Sure. <laughs> people are sitting making quotes. Yeah. Just launching them out on Twitter. Somebody's tallying it up, eh? Yeah. That's a mistake. That's a mistake. <laughs> David Edinburgh sitting there listening. Wrong. Wrong. Oh, yeah, wrong. Who are these people? <laughs> they do worse for animals than we, you know. <laughs> you get complaints. They sent humanity back 150 years. And... <laughs> sorry, David. Sorry. We're trying to, we're trying to raise enthusiasm. Um, so that is, that's it. That's the stats. I thought they were the most sort of uh, poignant uh, sneaky facts. Big, small, dangerous. It's, it fills the spectrum. What else you got? Most colourful? Most, <laughs> most cuddly? Yeah, most cuddly snake. That's the boa constrictor. Oh, is it? Cuddle you to death. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're huggers. Yeah, some over-huggers. I think it's a bear hug, snake hug. Do you need arms to hug? <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> and the snakes told us that. So that's that's that part. Just got that out of the way. Because um, why not? And now we're on to everybody's favourite part. Dinner party fodder. Mm. If the subject suddenly turns to snakes. Yeah, if somebody's like, hey, I just, just I want to get a snake tattooed on my face. <laughs> or I'm thinking of buying a python. I don't know, it's never come up. <laughs> Do you know anyone that owns a snake? No, it's. I feel it's very like nineties to own a snake. Like Jake the Snake, I think WWE well, Wrestling Federation. That guy did a lot for snake ownership. Oh and, yeah, and mullets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the dude, but uh, I trust you on it. Yeah, Jake the Snake. That was his name. His uh, gimmick was he had a snake <laughs> in the ring. Yeah. Oh, poor snake. He'd throw a snake at people. <laughs> It's the crazy cat lady. It's the crazy cat, snake guy. Yeah, well, there's plenty of uh, crazy snake people. I out feel there. you have to be half crazy to have one, but yeah, well, plenty of people. Or some sort of morbid fascination of feeding dead lab mice to. Yeah, like it's the feeding bit that's a bit tricky, and mm. like some people have been found like hugged to death by their snakes. 
And why do snakes have to eat mice and why don't they eat dry fodder like cats? Because they dogs? love the life. They need the... They need the action. Yeah, they're not so big on eating carrion, I guess. They don't eat the dead. No. Oh, yeah. Would be my guess again. Like, a lot of guesses today. <laughs> like, yeah. Snakes Qualified. are a hard one. We're not like... They're honest guesses. We don't have background like on... <laughs> like just general knowledge of these things because I mean who's looking into snakes well, I wasn't I gotta be very careful quizzing you here yeah like yeah don't ask me anything <laughs> don't too go, don't go off, off script yeah I'm gonna <laughs> just give you a nod if you start saying anything that um I don't think you should talk about <laughs> cut 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 <laughs> alright but dinner so you're sitting around the dinner party and someone's like ah oh, I'm uh I, I want to strike at the potatoes, and you see someone just go, fuff, fuff, grab a potato at lightning speed, and you're like, that's like a snake striking, like a cobra hitting yeah. its target. And actually, so a human eye blinks in about 200 milliseconds. A snake can strike and reach their target within 50 to 90 milliseconds. If we tried to go that fast, we'd fall unconscious. <laughs> Don't try this at home, people. Don't don't strike out at your dinner. Like, anything over 90 milliseconds, like a second. Yeah. Um, so snakes have recently been shown in a study in 2016 that um, they've used mimicry as an evolutionary strategy. Hmm. And they've done this by seeing that 150 species have the black, yellow, and red stripes that a coral snake has. Venomous or non-venomous, it's good to look like a coral snake. Because people don't mess with you if you're a coral snake. And they used 300,000 snake specimens to uh, prove that. It's like the... It's like the hip-hop boom, isn't it? It's the original gangsters are very, very few, but... Many like to look like them, so people don't mess with them. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Like it's, but it's funny. Like, is that like a snake that's like blue going around, and he's seeing a coral snake going? You know what? I get a lot of beef. <laughs> like a lot of people are up in my face, and About that coral the snake. Off my skin. Nobody's messing with that coral snake. Maybe I should uh, grow a few stripes. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I don't know how that happens, but I guess like anything, you evolve, but. Yeah, I guess the ones that looked the most like coral snakes didn't get eaten by yeah, whatever eats coral snakes. It's like with the flies that looks like wasp or has the same stripes. Yeah, how do they figure it out? Well, they're just naturally the ones that didn't look like that got eaten. And the ones that did mm-hmm. evolved to not get eaten. Yeah. And the OG coral snakes, like, yeah. <laughs> but then all those people who were like, don't worry, it's not actually a coral snake. If you can see, its stripes are actually black, white, and yellow. And then you go and pick it up and go, actually, second thoughts, that's a coral snake. <laughs> I can tell because I've gone paralyzed. <laughs> it's attached to me. Yeah, don't pick up snakes. I think it's got to be the rule, unless you know. Yeah. Or just don't pick up anything that looks like a coral snake. Why would you? Why would you handle snakes? <laughs> if you, unless you're a snake handler like, leave them be yeah if that's your profession Simpsons Mo Simpsons moment I'm born a snake handler I'll die a snake handler <laughs> <laughs> I can caught you on that yeah. 
those guys thinking that um yeah by handling snakes it's to say that like if god wants me to be bitten oh yeah, yeah. i'll get bitten and if he don't then i won't get bitten and yeah i think people just get bitten a lot like it's a high threshold if if you're a bad guy or a good guy yeah but you these guys develop a bit of immunity to it i think if they survive enough times or something yeah and i guess you feel i've seen that on animal planet you probably are pro anti-venom as well like mm. no one's going to be like right okay i've got technically 15 minutes to live <laughs> but if god wants me to live <laughs> i'll live <laughs> like, <laughs> give me a sign oh will god send me anti-venom <laughs> <laughs> where is that truck of anti-venom ah <laughs> oh, dear those snake handlers <laughs> um so snakes hear with their mouths in two ways so they have two separate hearing systems much like a dolphin has two separate talking systems so one uh, is their jaw um and this bone mm. that um is really good at picking up vibrations um that then gets sent to its inside ear because they don't have ears and then it's decoded by uh the brain mm. So the experiment showed that snakes um, could hear, like they did an experiment in the 70s that showed that snakes could hear, but they didn't explain how. But now, like we know that they can like hear it, hear the the waves radiated through the ground of like the footstep of a mouse. And if they rest their chin on the ground, then they can like a boat in the ocean feel the ripples (laughs) going up, which is quite crazy. So they hear with their mouth and their jawbone. Mm. Which, I mean, I didn't know. They just feel the vibrations of sound. Yeah. They feel the vibrations of movement. Mm. On the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But there's other ways that they can see stuff. They're kind of like the terminator of yeah. Uh, animals. Yeah, it's always that when you see anything about snakes on TV, it turns into like predator vision yeah. uh, like exactly. uh, thermal uh, radioactive uh, night vision goggles on the laser snake hey? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're at a particularly loud dinner party maybe out at a restaurant and you can't hear maybe you can get someone to uh, talk into your mouth like a snake and see yeah. if you can hear better <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work and so these are two of the yeah uh, things snakes can do pretty crazily. Some of them can fly, so they can. A few of them. There's about five of them in Southeast Asia, for example. Um, they just flatten out. They don't have arms or anything, of course. No, they don't have arms. <laughs> that wouldn't be snakes. No, that would that would be terrifying. You can't give. That's like a genetic nightmare. Give snakes opposable thumbs and a mission. Like, <laughs> oh no, that's the reptiles, isn't it? Yeah. But they can glide about 25 meters. Mm. And it's not just like a random leap. While in flight, they can change the direction of their flight using their head. Nice. So they just sort of like flatten out and um, go, yeah, the floor. go from tree to tree. <laughs> which is um, quite scary. <laughs> and they do it in like a C curvature. And they're better at doing it than squirrels. Ah, so yeah. So when people say flying squirrels, they should be saying flying snakes or flying birds. I guess if you're making an analogy of things that fly, <laughs> best? Yeah, flies flying. like a squirrel, <laughs> <laughs> or flies like a bird. <laughs> it's 
somewhere between squirrel and bird is snake. If you're yeah. quite good at flying, but not that good at flying. Yeah, that would be like people who's not, or people, or animals who's not good at flying. If you say, ah, oh, flies like a snake, sings like a snake. Yeah, I don't know. Bites like a snake. Bites like a snake. <laughs> Snakes have heat-seeking abilities, like their yeah. vision. There we go, with the Terminator saying. vision. So they can, it's because they can sense both light and heat. So they have these little holes in their faces called pit organs. Mm. Um, and they have a membrane um, that can detect infrared radiation from warm bodies from about a meter away. Specifically, this is vipers, pythons, and boas. Then at night, they can see a, an image in inverted commas, of their prey, like an infrared camera does, so they can just feel the heat coming off it, which is terrifying. <laughs> so it can detect temperature and pain. It does not receive signals from the eyes, so that they can see without their eyes. Hmm. But they can also see with light. And we can only speculate how they per- perceive it when they sit there with all these gadgets they have. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I guess this is the experiments they do. But, like, as far as, like, snake intelligence experiment, experiments or anything like <laughs> that, I couldn't... that far. Well, <laughs> they haven't really... Yeah, there's not much to it. Like, they're not good at stuff. They're not interested at all. Like, no. it's not how they're programmed. <laughs> and I'm not sure what you would train a snake to do. Other than the ambush. Yeah, exactly. But you, they do that naturally. You just yeah. have to put a snake in a pit, and it'll do the ambushing without you telling it to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess you can train them to follow the end of a flute, but they're going to do that anyway. So yeah, th- so if you want an army of snakes, you got to have a flute? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, tech- I guess. Mm. Like, <laughs> if you want to at least cobras. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm dancing. <laughs> Yeah. But that's the the snake dance. That's the that's the mimicking the the it's other one. Because they're wanting to strike the end of the flute, they'll follow uh-huh. the end of the flute because they're wanting to mm. hit it. It's no, they're not hypnotized by the music or anything. No, I guess unless they are. Like, I mean, I, I'm not a snake flutist or a snake charmer, so maybe no. I shouldn't say these things. I apologize to all the snake charmers out there that think it's the music. Ah. And if that's the question, what music do snakes like? Specifically, <laughs> flute music. Like, of course, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's the hot air that comes out the end of the flute. <laughs> yeah, they're just that. mesmerized by that. Yeah, they just think there's a mouse floating around. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaking. Well, that was our short Amazing Abilities of Snake Dinner Party Fodder. Mm. And now we're back to the beginning again with my new favorite snake, the Titanoboa. That's our first sound effect. Wow. So the Titanoboa is the was found in the Serejon. Um, and it's probably the only window on a complete ancient tropical ecosystem anywhere in the world, said Carlos Camilo, mm. a paleontologist uh, in the Smithsonian Tropical Research Institute. The plants, the animals, everything we have, or everything that is there, you won't find it anywhere else in the tropics. And 58 million years ago, a few million years after the fall of the dinosaurs, I know we're not going to get into this debate about creationism again with you, Fred. Oh. <laughs> Millions of years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, the So this was an immense swampy jungle 
where everything was hotter, wetter, and bigger, <laughs> just like America. So in this old little jungle, the Lord was a crazy snake that was over 40 foot long and weighed more than a ton. 40 foot, what's that then? That's um, 40 foot, 20 13 m- 30 meters. Well, yeah, that's, yeah exactly. It's about yeah 13 meters long. Mm. You're right. It's a big fucking snake and weighing over a ton. That's four times it's pretty fat. what an anaconda weighs. That's it, four anacondas worth of snake. So if there's an 11 meter anaconda, it would be the quarter of the weight still. Yeah. Four to five anacondas could oh. fit um, on a titanoboa. Titanoboa. <laughs> and it looked something like a modern day boa constrictor, but behaved more like today's water dwelling anaconda. It was the swamp king and fearsome predator able to eat any animal that caught its eye. The thickest part of its body would be nearly as high as a man's waist. Wow. It was the largest snake ever, and its astounding size alone wasn't enough to dazzle the most sunburned fossil hunter. The fact of his existence may have implications for understanding the history of life on Earth and possibly even anticipating the future. So if stuff gets hotter and sweat and wetter... This guy who called it here got it pretty excited, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so things get hotter and wetter, then all of a sudden anacondas can get bigger and scarier. Ah. And the rise of the Titanoboa. Yet again. Yeah. It lives. <laughs> Just see a huge boa in New York City curling around <laughs> the buildings. That's the next movie. A little dash of radiation and a bit of climate change and you've got yourself a yeah. <laughs> Titanoboa. And a thousand years later. Um, so that's one of the new snakes I've been going on about recently. I've been <laughs> pro Titanoboa, mostly just because of the name. Like, love it. So it's taken over from dinosaurs as your... Yeah, little... from my girlfriend's weekly smiles of amusement when she's like, oh, he's talking about monkeys this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, snakes. Hmm, can he just... <laughs> he's... Apes. Yeah. <laughs> just talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> This uh, episode dedicated to the lovely Maria. Um, so, what, what are what kind of animals would that eat at that time? Do you know that? Everything. Everything. Anything that was unfortunate enough to cross its path would mm. be eaten by a titanoboa. So I guess there would have been even an cro- alligator. I guess those crocs, mm. all sorts of stuff. It would have been. It was king of the jungle. It was the <laughs> tiger of its day. Yeah. So I guess the proto um, the proto horse would have been around that area as well, because that made its way up from America, so it might have eaten those yeah. if it could catch them. Yeah. I think it would have just eaten... What's the, yeah, Anything that wants to drink, that's the classic yeah. classic trap, isn't it? Just, oh, is that a log or an enormous snake? <laughs> oh, it was an enormous snake. <laughs> Uh, every time so new snake a couple of uh, interesting new snakes have arrived on the scene recently that's that's new they've made up some new ones so there's a new species of stiletto snake that can stab sideways it's from a family of vipers which teeth are on the outside of their mouths allowing them to strike prey um, at weird angles and without opening their mouths just just needling them whack at it yeah but this is interesting and this is why 
um, snakes strike and like some boas will grab it and suffocate it but like a rattlesnake or one of these potentially mm. what they'll do is they'll strike the their prey and then back off yeah because they don't want to get injured while it flounders around yeah, that's and then tactic. they just slither to it and eat it when it's um mm. when it's done the business mm. which I thought is don't really think about it like that do you no so another uh, instantly rare snake. So scientists uh, stumbled upon another undiscovered species, a venomous snake, and it's already um, at risk of extinction. <laughs> they found it and said, right, it's dangerously near extinction. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a subspecies of Bandy Bandy, a family of burrowing snake endemic to Australia. <laughs> uh, it was found by chance by... Uh, biologists of the University of Queensland um, who instantly wanted to give it um, protected sn- status. Protected snasses? Protected snasses. And they know that this appeared now. It's not that they just found it at that point. No, it's... Oh, yeah, like, it's been around forever. They just didn't know that it existed. Oh, okay. Uh, because it's one of those ones that was so rare, I they didn't realize thought it. thought it was just, like, evolution made this little subspecies that's already too weak to exist well they thought it was a bandy bandy but (laughs) of course whatever that is the most popular one (laughs) i guess the one with bands like such classic australian thing (laughs) it's a stripy snake we'll call it a bandy bandy (laughs) yes because we've got one called a bandy and (laughs) one called a bandy 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 so (laughs) this one has two bands (laughs) double bandy is the only available (laughs) You don't want to go past four. Yeah. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> bandy, 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 bandy. Crikey. <laughs> um, so that is uh, Rare Snakes. Slithering on into a bit of snake news. So somebody, again in Australia, caught a rather interesting photo of a, a group of, ta- of cane toads riding the back of a massive python. <laughs> that was escaping the floodwaters in the far north of Australia. It was, yeah, it was in near the remote town of Kinnunere. What? Kinnunere. Kinnunere. By a local man called Paul Mock, who took a photo of it. What, um, what country is this, Australia? In Australia, again. Okay, yeah. It's the snakes in Australia. So, this, uh, and then, and... Amphibian biologist Dr. Jody Rowley from the University of New South Wales said that, yeah, it's an amazing uh, photo, but probably the cane toads were trying to uh, mate with the snake. <laughs> they weren't just riding it to, uh, <laughs> to get away from the uh, <laughs> get away from the flood. They got excited by the flood. Yeah, but she said that male cane toads often get a bit carried away. <laughs> Uh, and then she recalled a time she saw a toad trying to mate with a rotten mango. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> a little bit of a side note on uh, cane toads. It's not only teenage dogs or naughty monkeys trying to hump everything. Yeah. I thought you were going to say hunt rotten, rotten mangoes, and I was like, is this something mm. you've observed in the past? <laughs> monkeys probably get high on rotten mangoes, don't they? And then have sex with it. I'd say bonobos. And <laughs> then have sex with it, yes. <laughs> bonobos, for sure. <laughs> Those apes. Yeah. Part of their orgy. 
So snakes used in interrogation. So a Indonesian police have apologized for using a live snake to interrogate a suspect. (laughs) The footage showed a man terrified as the interrogator laughs and pushes the snake in his face. So they apologize, but (laughs) attempt to justify his actions by saying the snake was not venomous and that they hadn't, at least they hadn't beaten up the guy. (laughs) Like they're fair enough though. If it wasn't venomous and their alternative was to kick his ass, I don't know. Well, if that's the justification for it, it's like, okay, well... We were were bluffing. (laughs) Yeah, we either beat the shit out of this guy or we throw a snake in his face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. From, like, the true crime stuff I've seen is, like, the police is kind of, like, allowed to bluff and lie or has been for a period of time. I don't know, in... Here in Scandinavia, they're not allowed to do that. But uh, in the in the US of A, they can like lie and bluff and do stuff like that. Unless it's entrapment, mm. then you've gone too far. Oh yes. But um, yeah, I don't know what the laws on snakes are. Like they don't make a sound. So I mean, if you're in a just a <laughs> recorded interrogation room, and it's like, ah, get away, stop it. <laughs> 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 yeah, going back in the snake pit. <laughs> For the record, the accused is terrified of the snake we're waving at him, but we didn't beat the shit out of him. So <laughs> no, snakes are not poisonous, <laughs> or they're poisonous, but they have their teeth pulled out. Yeah, that's the difference between what's called a hot snake mm. uh, and a not not hot snake, a cold snake. I don't know if they call it cold snakes, but if Medium. it's a if it's a hot snake, it's still got its fangs mm. when you're messing with it, mm. which we will get into. But I thought so. We have now three little subsections to go into, and I thought I'd start with just uh, snakes' place in history, like mm-hmm. as. So I'm borrowing a lot of this from something I read called. Snake, power, animal, symbol of death, rebirth, eternity, mysteries of life, psychic energy. Yeah, nailed it. Like, snakes are one of the most loaded animals with, like, uh, supernatural uh, and uh, religious and, uh, Mm. you know, it's a power symbol and also a symbol of evil. Oh, it's all over the place. I apologize to who wrote this. I've forgotten your name. Um, but you can look up snake power animal symbol of death rebirth eternity mysteries of life psychic energy on google and see who wrote this i just <laughs> paraphrasing what they wrote really just like everything else um, <laughs> that's our I'm concept no new research although i tried this <laughs> i'll go into it i tried this week to do original research oh how no, out go well. to sue oh, interviews and people that. about it later it's part of a section. <laughs> um, so snakes' place in history. So we see the first instance of a snake you can think of. Adam and Eve. Exactly. So they've also been symbolized in the Indian goddess Vinata as the legs of Sununos, the Celtic fertility god in Hinduism as Kundali, serpent of fire. You obviously got the world serpent in Nordic mythology. So in Israel, the snake was regarded as Earth Mother and played a role in fertility. In Egypt, the cobra was known for its ability to expand the upper neck into a disc by spreading the ribs, symbolizing immortality. Snakes are also considered to represent inner vision. Christian law sees snakes rising from the chalice of St. John, which I guess is something to do with like 
the medical symbol as well. Like if you look on a doctor's badge, mm. it's a snake wrapped around a chalice. Oh yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So people have associated snakes with both male and female aspects of sexuality. I can see why reason for one of them. <laughs> in in religions where sexuality. Um, or where both the physical and spiritual aspects are celebrated, snakes are held in honour. More repressive belief systems have linked snakes to evil, as we see with Mm. the Adam and Eve story. So Celts, uh, or the Druids of those days, um, who were the leaders and the teachers of poetry, music, herbal medicine and all that kind of stuff, were big into adders. The hippies of the time. Yeah, exactly. But then the uh, Judo-Christianism feared their wisdom and got it out. So when St. Patrick um, bragged that he had driven all the snakes out of Ireland, what he actually meant was he got rid of all the druids. Ooh. So all right. Little metaphor. He didn't drive snakes out. He drove the snake the, people. Druid, the hippie dudes out. The hippies. <laughs> what year was this? Um, well, I think it's like mythos, right? So, I mean, oh. druids would have been probably Bronze Age, oh, okay. Iron Age. Like, I reckon they were in the Roman Empire kind of time, the druids. Old school. Building uh, Stonehenge and that sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah old yeah. school. Pre-Christian, because Christians came in and said, that's quite enough of that, sneaky babes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't this. want no superstitions around this place. Yeah, we have a story, but we don't <laughs> like snakes. <laughs> yes. So the apple, well, it's not really an apple in the Bible, that uh, the snake gave Eve from the tree of knowledge um, created all these sorts of contrary attitudes towards snakes. But snakes represent to some people aliveness expressed in sensuality. Um, they have a meaning, uh, that, you know, because they respond to stimuli and more generally to the flow of energy, which creates us and makes us feel alive. Um so snakes, serpents, powers includes, on the mythical level, being the messenger of the rainbow serpent. That's an Aboriginal um, belief. Mm. Wisdom, healing, intuition, elusiveness, manipulation of lightning, transmutation, exploration of the mysteries of life, primitive or elemental energy, protection from religious persecution, goddess energy, psychic energy, creative power, immortality, and the connection to or forming the magic cord by which the shaman travels to the soul world, snake medicine, the energy of wholeness, cosmic consciousness, and the ability to experience anything willingly and without resistance. It is the knowledge that all things are equal in creation, that all is one. I memorized all that. Good. You'll be <laughs> tested on it in a minute. Yes. <laughs> so snakes. Seriously, are... but what, what was the? Give me the short version of what you just said. So it's that was just all of the ways in which, um, like, the power of the serpent to yeah connect with life energies or as like a medium between d- dimensions or mm. wisdom or anything that's historically we've talked about like being for healing and all these sensuality yeah, yeah. and uh, energy because they're all slithery and stuff you know like why people drink snake venom for boners and stuff for kicks <laughs> yeah for kicks and boners yeah <laughs> <laughs> so in leading on to this so the snake is perceived as a powerful animal guide a symbol of transformation and healing the snake is wisdom expressed through healing 
This is a protector and guardian. If a snake has come into your life, your creative forces are awakening. Your, oh, is it a, an actual snake or a metaphor? I think either. I think if you have a dream about a snake, mm. then maybe it's the same. Like snakes. I've never dreamt about a snake. I think there's a big question on when what def- define a snake, especially for us. Like, when does a snake not being a snake? Like, is, if it's a spirit guide snake that's come to your into your dreams versus mm. a an actual snake that's called into your living room inexplicably, or then or you've communed with a snake at the zoo, then mm. that's I guess they're all snakes to some extent, mm. potentially. Um. I don't know when a snake is a snake and not a snake. It's a good question. <laughs> or a bad question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll also strengthen your intuition and make you more accurate. Because if snakes are anything, they're pretty accurate. Yeah. Well, they got their tactic. Yeah, straight line. <laughs> Ambush. So, snakes do not have eardrums nor external ear openings. Instead, they have small bones in the head that conduct sound, as we've said. Mm. They can hear low-frequency sounds and sense vibrations that travel through the earth. This links them to the underworld, where secrets are kept. Mm. But they also dig flute music, so that's funny. dig flute music. (laughs) But that's just a part of them being lively. That's why people are like, yeah, snakes love to dance. Down at the snake bar. So, yeah, snakes... It does seem like a snake would whisper secrets to you, though. I can see where that would come from. At least they whisper, but... If it's secrets, I don't know. Whisper? (laughs) Yes. That's where that word comes from. God, I've got to start writing my puns before I get here. It was part of the plan today. I was going to write a bunch of puns. You you don't want an unplanned pun to to just pop out, do you? It slipped my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, should we pause? Sure. <laughs>